As we enter the month of October, we're going to have a discussion about Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. Coming at you. You're listening to the Dudes and Dads Podcast, a show dedicated to helping men be better dudes and dads by building community through meaningful conversation and storytelling. And now, here are your hosts, Joel DeMott and Andy Lehman. Joel, welcome back. It's uh, another another week, another episode, and we're back at this. Today, just you and I in the studio. Yeah, which is, you know, which is nice. Uh, sometimes just for the two of us to have the conversation. Well, here, here's the deal. Yet again, another excuse for you and I to talk it up here in the studio right. after not seeing each other for a while. It's been a while. I've been out for two weeks on vacation mm-hmm. and, and yeah, and, well, and it's been a while since we've done an episode just the two of us, no, no Just guests. the two of us. We can make I, it if we try. Just a, and a copyright. Will Smith. Yeah, I, we're gonna get flagged now. Yeah. That now. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shoot, we've gone all this time without breaking any rules. Trademark infringement. Oh well, <laughs> free speech, and we end up breaking rules. Let's just be clear, though. My singing is so terrible; it won't recognize that as actual music. No, I, I don't. I don't believe so either. <laughs> it's. They're just gonna oh. be like, no, that's not. Oh my not, goodness, not. Uh, Andy. We are in the month of October. We are. If my calendar serves me correctly. I believe it, it, it's it, been it's been like a quick kind of quick year. It has. Know. It has. We're we just got a few months left. I mean, we're all we're all holding the breath uh, as the presidential election uh, approaches much much like you do um, as a as a tsunami hits land. But uh, when when I think of October now, obviously we think of think of these fine fall months but also we think of pumpkin spice oh the pumpkin spice we <laughs> think of we we think of uh women wearing uh, tall leather boots and puffy vests right and uh what else what else do you andy do you uh do you drink the the fall the fall coffees any of the do you get into that stuff at all if it's colombian and dark and nothing in it sure okay i but don't nothing 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 else, else. That. you're not doing like the uh the fall blend no of you know where it's got a little little jazz in the coffee no no okay you know what i appreciate your being a steadfast coffee, uh, coffee drinker coffee drinker yeah that's but good. you know what the great thing about this though is it's starting to get cooler and so we can actually start drinking coffee back mm-hmm. in our studio mm-hmm. again. it feels right doesn't it it does because like when it's summer and it's blazing out you don't you don't no, want you don't that, want but, but now yeah our just brewing segments uh well i could say this is really the just brewing this is the just brewing segment as andy looks to hit the proper button for that hey man what's brewing what's brewing so there glad you, you asked josiah thank you um so here's what's brewing with me, Andy. I'm uh, as folks listen to this episode, I will have just completed uh, a trip out to the Southwest. So how was it? Yeah. <laughs> it was fantastic, Andy. You you're won't believe gonna, the things. Go ahead and you say, won't believe the things that I did out there. You're gonna say it's great. Yeah. Um. Just in general, we we here at Clinton Frame Church are uh, piloting a gap year program for young adults, uh, folks that have just graduated high school that say, hey, I'm not going to jump into college right away. I want to do some experiences, do some living. So I've got a uh, young adult, uh, Shane, who is down in Peoria, Arizona, just outside of fine Phoenix, uh, working with a ministry down there. It's a it's a camp, uh, but it's primarily looking to serve the native uh, Native American population down there. And uh, I'm going to go visit him, but I'm also doing a little little recon work because we're looking to do a few work, work groups, some young adult work groups here in the coming year, send down there. And we're looking to send them down before it gets blazing hot. So it'd be like a, like a right. spring break kind <laughs> of thing. But anyway, um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, missionaries that we support are down there. Uh, John and Lindsay Berkey were. And John, if you're listening, and I know you are, um yeah looking forward to spending some time i am going to do uh, a day trip to sedona and do a little hiking it's sort of a spiritual sure it's a spiritual pilgrimage pilgrimage for me andy and you'll you'll sort of understand this i um going on 15 years ago uh had a real rough wake-up call in my ministry life uh some things transpired 
and uh, I was questioning whether or not I was actually could could be a pastor, <laughs> right. or if I even. Yeah. I was questioning just so many things. I was not in a great place. Uh, a lot of things had, had gone down, really struggling in life. And I went to go visit my grandparents in Phoenix, and did a trip to Sedona, and went into was it Cathedral of the Rocks? There is a uh, Frank Lloyd Wright oh, right. church. Sure, yeah, there at Sedona Catholic Church. It's built into the rock, well known. Um, and I remember sitting uh, in that in that church and thinking to myself, this might be the last time mm. that I ever sit in a church. Interesting. I don't think I knew that about you. Yeah, this is it. I was. And so here's the deal. 15 years later, I'm going back there um, in a far better place. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of God has done a, a lot of work on <laughs> me. Uh, but I think it's just going to be cool to sit back down there 15 years later and to kind of like have that, have that absolutely that experience do that reflection. So anyway, that's what I'm up to Phoenix, Arizona coming at you. It'll be a balmy mid nineties when I hit there, but uh, I'm told it's a dry heat. So (laughs) So it's all right. It's fine. It's fine. Shane, Shane called me the other day. He's down there. Who's, you know, he's used to obviously the Midwest humidity and all weather. He goes, he goes, no, the dry heat thing. He's like, I'm kind of getting it. I mean, he's like, I do get blasted in the face each morning when I get up and open. It's like opening that oven, open my door and front door and get hit with it. But yeah, so looking forward to that. And, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just, I'm grateful for the opportunity to go down there and, uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, set some things up for, some future mission trip and awesome. service trip stuff. So, uh, Andy, how are things with you, man? Well, we just got back from vacation, so I'm doing pretty good. The Smokies, the Smokies, and Florida, and Florida. Congratulations! Thanks. We had jam both those things right in. Yeah, and and it was it was jammed together, and it jammed together. Yeah, it, wow. it was good though. I mean, we got to do a lot of cool things and hang out with the family. Andy, so. Andy is secretly my vacationing. He's like my. He's like. He's like my vacationing hero, like my mentor, vacationing I'm, I'm, mentor. Listen, I'm giving all all the credit here to Julie, though, because she's the one that has planned these. She trips orchestrated out. it. Yeah, out. So I just like obviously vacationing with as many kids as we have is it's tough. It's tough, right. right? And just has its has some logistical challenges. And so the fact that you went to one, no wait, two <laughs> locations, uh, amazing. Golly, Julie, I don't know what. I we just don't know how you do what you do, but uh, you've got a. You've got a special, special gift. Yes. Mm-hmm. Applause to you. Well, hey, we are back indeed. And as I said uh, earlier, we are in the uh, we're in the fall months. We're in the month of October. October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. Um, it is a subject that is near and dear to our hearts here on the Dudes and Dads podcast. Uh, and uh, we know that some of our listeners um, definitely connect with uh, the uh the whole issue of pregnancy and infant loss. You've, uh, you've walked that road as well. And so, uh, it's times like these that we just, uh, we want to, uh, continue to bring awareness to Mm -hmm. it. We want to continue to let people know that if they've experienced it, they're not alone. Right. And I, and, and I mean, we'll chat about this later, but that's like, especially if you're a guy or a dude, Yes, like it seems to be in the community where, it's kind of shh, don't talk about it. Yeah, yeah. But but uh, we we have talked about this before. Um, season one, uh, I believe it was episode two or three. I'll link it in the show notes. It was at, early at yeah. dudesanddadspodcast.com. But yeah, one of the very first episodes we did, we talked about this also because this is something that um, that I have experienced firsthand, and Joel, you have experienced from the support. You know, because we're we are friends. Um, we've been friends for a while. We were friends when this happened. Um, so you were you were out there supporting us in at the time that, that this happened. Yeah, it was well learning as we have said, uh, a learning experience for all of us. Obviously, it's one for the people you know that are directly connected to it. But then also, as we talk about how to uh, care for, love, and support uh, as friends, the people that are going through loss like this, there's uh, definitely boy. Yeah, a lot of a lot of things to learn along the way. So, Andy, I think it's uh, it's helpful maybe for sure uh, for our listeners who have not heard uh, the story uh, for you just to tell us, uh, yeah, to tell us your guys' story. Sure, and then uh, yeah, we can kind of unpack a few things. Sure. So, um, back in 2012, um, on April 10th, 
my wife Julie was 38 pregnant, preg- 38 weeks pregnant. There we go. Um, with our uh, fourth child, um, she had a minor stomach bug. She noticed a little bit of of slowing movements, um, but she was close to the end of of the pregnancy, so we didn't think a whole lot about it. We had um, we had just been to the midwife three days before that, and we heard a you know a very strong 136 beats per minute heartbeat. Um, we were we were at this time we were trying to move into a new house. We were super busy, um, so that's part of the reason we didn't think about the fact that it had been slowing down. Like we were pretty busy ourselves. We were, you know, um, cleaning up the house, getting the new house ready to go, um, and so we really didn't think a whole lot about that though. So on the on the tenth of April. 2012 um there was still not a whole lot of movement so julie laid down and did a kick count um and she only had three movements um in the time that she did the kick count and so uh, our midwife at the time sent us for a non-stress test so we arrived and the nurse came in took up julie you know the to the fetal monitor and she she searched and searched and searched and couldn't find a heartbeat so she went out to call um her other midwife uh, the she came back in to, to call the midwife uh in the, in the meantime she flagged down a doctor who was a part of the same practice as the midwife um and he came in to do an ultrasound machine you know with an ultrasound machine and again he searched and searched and searched and and couldn't find it and like the whole time i kind of had this like sinking feeling in my my gut like even from the very first nurse that came in i was like there's this is not good she can't find a heartbeat like um, I've been, you know, this is our fourth pregnancy. I've seen it every time, yeah. you know, every time we've going in, they can easily find a heartbeat. No problem. This time she couldn't find a heartbeat. Um, and so like I knew it right away. Um, but I won't ever forget the words of that doctor when he said, you're not going to like what I have to say. Your baby has no heartbeat. And um, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's still this long gets me. Um so we we called we called our parents um and we had to try and figure out what we we're going to tell our other three children because they were staying with them at the time um because we you know we said hey we got to go to the you know go in and we honestly when we went in we weren't thinking anything you know at all like we went in in fact we honestly stopped and got a cheeseburger on the way because we we're like hey you know like this is no big deal um and so our kids were with theirs so we had to kind of figure out what we we're going to say that um to our children and that that I think as a dad was one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do um, is to explain to my kids that like their sister is no longer living. Um, so then on April 12th, 2014 um, at 10.02 PM Mason Mason was stillborn. So that's kind of my story. Um, you were with us shortly after that, like you guys and um, our friends, Brian, uh, the Chris's and the Miller's were um, in in the hospital that night. Um, you guys were actually on a trip um, and came back. Yeah, and I, uh, you know, I'm in thinking about it's 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 weird because like I, uh, we were we were all out to dinner. We were up in Grand Rapids and we were all out to dinner together and. Um, you know, and Andy, you'll understand this when I say it, like the things that, the things that, um, stick out in your mind Mm -hmm. about that experience or the things that you remember, or, you know, it's like, I can remember what I was eating for dinner that night when we got the, like everything around me. I'm like, I have that moment. Like, it's like you took a photograph, right? Like frozen in my mind, you know? And like the fact that I was eating chicken and waffles, like, uh, why do I remember (laughs) that? It's the, I just, I do. Right. Um, you know, and, and I think the, you know, from on the friend side as we heard the news, it's the one similar feeling that probably overlaps is this, is this feeling of powerlessness. Like this is a done, what do we, what can we, what can we do? Right? Like you, when you have to come to terms with, there's only a few responses actually available to you and right. the situation cannot be controlled here at all. This is out of our now out of our hands in any, in any way, shape or form or way it very much feels. Um, 
that's that is when uh, that was a season for us where we learned a whole lot about the ministry of presence, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, the the importance of. I mean, and I was you know still a relatively young pastor at the time. I mean, since then I've done a lot of. You've grown up. I well, I've sat in the hospital a whole a lot, lot more, and right. and uh, you know. I, I'm I'm grateful for the ex- uh, and you'll understand as I'm sure, saying this. Yeah. I'm grateful for the experience. I don't. It sounds strange. I am grateful that I had I personally had that kind of experience with you guys because I was able to learn more. Um, I had a situation just last last year. Gosh, earlier this year, last year, it's where uh, was with. Uh, was with a family who had uh, was caring for was caring for a child it was foster care, but like a, a newborn situation, and uh, because of neglect and abuse prior, mm-hmm. um, child passed away, and so I was you know in in the ER with the family when the baby died, and it was like. Um, I was a I was a lot better pastor in that in that moment than I I think than I would have I would have been if I had not experienced experienced and be able to learn and ask a lot I mean because that's the thing that's been helpful uh, I think is just being able to ask all the questions right all the sure. questions that you have because there's a lot of stuff that comes up after this right that is like just feels like this isn't it's the funeral is not normal the no. quote unquote normal the I mean so many things feel like they're out of the box a little bit right well and. I just realized too. I may have said the wrong year at the beginning. It's 2014. I, I don't remember what I said. 2014. I don't remember if that's what I said or not. You said yeah. You said 2000. Which I had it written down. I said you said 2012 initially. But yeah. Yes. Sorry, yeah. I was wrong. 2014. Yes, because we're so, going on seven years. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I wanted to correct that. Not make you <laughs> yes. think that she was pregnant in 2012 and then 2014 is when she had the baby. But, yes. Um. Yeah. So I I I do think that like one of the things that sticks out in my mind and you met you mentioned the ministry of presence like the whole idea of just sitting shiva and mm-hmm. sitting there and not talking just yeah. being with that and i think that you guys did a really great job at that um during that time because there's not much that you can do i mean right. anything that you say right like and this is one thing that i've learned since then i mean since because of that uh, whole uh pregnancy and infant loss is that like there's a lot of well-meaning things that people say Right, but the don't just as a dad when you're just had your child die, right? You're well meaning, but those don't come through well meaning, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like things like you know, oh, I guess God just needed another angel, or she's in a better place, right? As as a grieving dad, no, the better place is right here, here. is right here. So, right, like you guys did a really really great job of just sitting there being present with us knowing when we needed our space knowing when we needed somebody around just to be there yeah and the uh, the fine line that you walk is is that someone who's going through a grief process like there is there's actually just at the at the well neurological physiological your your ability to make decisions is highly limp is becomes much more limited right so other people have to make some decisions for you. So we weren't, um, and, and that's what I think, man. That's what I think our our group of friends did particularly well. I'm I'm will always be just amazed and grateful to everybody that was just like, okay, so we need, you know, here are the here are the things that as far as like the pre and post funeral things that we can that we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, here are the meals that we can have for families. Here are the you know those sort of things because you weren't going to know to ask about those things or right. or be able to voice that what what you needed because in that moment you actually don't even you're not even thinking right. about yourself right actually well, at all one of the things that stands out to me like shortly like well we were still in the hospital like right pretty much after we found out that she had passed away like my initial thought was do we have a funeral right do we have a gravesite like right. is she buried somewhere like what i, I didn't know that like sure. i mean it makes sense now to me like yes we're gonna have a, a right funeral and a, and a gravesite for her 
because she's she has a body and she's you know yeah. it's she was old enough to 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 have a body right uh i mean you know i mean like yeah. a, a well like a, this, fully, a fully a fully developed form, yeah, yeah right developed and so body. like like those are things you just don't know like i had never thought about that yep. like the fact like the fact that one in four pregnancies end in in loss like that's not something that as uh however old i was then yeah i'm too old to do math now um, <laughs> that's not something that you think about like the fact that oh this pregnancy may not last to completion right right and especially in the i mean the culture that we we live we just we assume i mean yeah you assume that every pregnancy just goes on like clockwork right right and then yeah. until you until you know that and then like i remember specifically like we since since then we have had one more child um and it like that whole pregnancy for the fifth child the whole time you were saying to yourself like okay are they going to find a heartbeat right. is this going to be okay like that's right. that's running through your brain yeah the whole time like like you're like you're nervous every time and like i remember <laughs> like so our our fifth child um, had a cleft palate and and cleft lip, and like I remember I had left the the I had gone with Julie to all I think almost all of her doctor's appointments or her midwife appointments, and like I they had done the ultrasound or the um yeah the ultrasound, and um like I had left and early and went back I left and went back to work and like they said hey is your husband you know still here and Julie like panicked. Because like they, she, oh, her gee. immediate like is going. Oh, like, geez, what's like, going we, on? We have something to tell you, right? Yeah. Right, and then so, and I remember even like that first, like when we found out that she had a cleft lip and palate, like it was almost, I don't want to say sad, but it was just like, oh my goodness. But then, then the reality of, but she's alive, right? Like hit yeah. me, yeah. and yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, I just know that, I mean. Yeah, after after the loss of Macy, I Yeah, I just well, I think all like I just don't take there's the things in the in the pregnancy process like I just didn't take for granted anymore cuz we had a, you know, we had a keep my dates keep my dates straight. If that was in 2014, then yeah, so when for instance like when we found out we were pregnant with Molly, you know, mm -hmm. it's like this, like my first thought which would not have been my thought prior was is this going to go okay? Right. And and Molly is slightly she's younger four, yeah, a little is, over 4. Yeah. yeah, she's a little younger than our our young. Our, yeah, 6 yes, months, younger. 6 months so, younger. Yeah, so it would have been yeah, after we experienced that yeah. cleft lip and palate and and yeah. the, the pregnancy loss is yeah. when you know you guys were pregnant with molly and you're like oh yeah i mean because I mean, guys like a child is a doggone miracle like oh, yeah. the every like the <laughs> all the things i know i'm just i know i'm saying this it's like well duh but like just all the things you realize like you take for granted like all the things that have to come together and work together for a child for to, to, right. yeah, to to come into being and to be to right. grow healthy and all that it's just well, like amazing well and not to like complicate things but like we had no real good answers on what happened to Macy like we know she wasn't getting enough oxygen but there was like the symptoms the things that caused that specific thing in pregnancy like didn't fit Julie. Like there was like three or four things like conditions yeah, or whatever. Sure. But like yep. Julie didn't have any of those conditions and it just happened. And so for us to for the next child, it's like there's nothing we could do to say, hey, Julie, don't X, Y, Z because this might happen. Like we didn't know what was caught. What you know what what caused that? Yeah, for real. Yeah. So it, it was definitely a stressful last pregnancy. Now, one thing that I think that gets kind of overlooked I'd say is the guys a lot of times in, in infant and pregnancy loss and, sure and I don't think that's done on purpose definitely not but like if you look out there well for one there was and I'm not necessarily blaming the hospital that we were at but like they handed us a book of folder of like support things for people who have 
got you know had infant loss and like half of the things in there were either not go meeting for the last six years but they still had the things in there like there's just not a lot of awareness for pregnancy that's one of the things that i have found out since then like yeah it's not something that hospitals really know how to deal with and and have support for so and there are support groups out there um for families and there are some for women uh, my wife is involved in a, a really good one um but for us dudes like there's not a whole lot mm. and i think part of that is because we don't express our feelings very well right because right. as guys like we're expected to to be the pillars for our family we're expected to emotionally hold things together and i i think that and we don't like talking about our emotions that's i mean let's be honest like i'm an emotional dude um i mean you heard me cry and i i cry a lot um all the time all the time it really gets embarrassing after we end every episode i cry no <laughs> not not really but but, but right but, like, but I'm, a, I'm an emotional guy and i still sure. find it hard to talk about my emotions when it comes to things like this now, sure i can talk with it about to you know to you guys because you guys were here in the midst of it right but there's been a few other guys that i've tried to chat with and it's just hard yeah it's hard to say like how are you doing man like how are like it's okay to cry right and, permit one well, just permission get permission giving to have to have thoughts and feelings about it and i i think for for a guy in particular because because of the fact that there can be some misgivings or misunderstandings because of the fact that you were not the the child was not physically inside of you right right and there's the connection is different because a, a dad is connected to the kid upon the birth of the child in a way like oh it's right it's now here in front of me and see it okay uh whereas the mother has had that whole experience yeah, the of whole, carrying yeah, in all and, that right. right and 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 that's the uh i mean that's just that is part of the that's part of the challenge but you know andy i do wonder um and we've talked about this before but um the your approach toward grief now when thinking about how grief works um how you walk through grief, how you respond to grief, what your relationship is with grief. Uh, what would you, what would you say about it now? I would say that there's not like the seven steps of grief or whatever. It's not an easy like do this and then this and then this and then yeah. this. It's like a jumbled line. Like you may have this stage of grief, but then you may run down here and then you may be back up here again. And then like it's just back and forth on this grief thing and like it's been you know a while i mean 2014 has been a long time since 2020 right mm -hmm. and obviously you've i i got teary-eyed when i was talking right. about what yeah. happened we still have um feelings. no definitely it's not yeah yeah it's definitely not the same as it used to be i mean mm -hmm. it used to be where i'd find myself in the car alone and i'd break down or i'd be listening to a song and i'd yeah. break down or i'd be in the bathroom at work and i break down like i mean it literally was a lot and, and and that has definitely lessened as time has gone on and i think i mean i think my relationship with it is it's it's definitely healthy um i think that one of the most important things that i did in my grief was walk through it with my wife i think i mean there's the statistic is i i don't have it offhand but it's ridiculous the amount of people who have gone through pregnancy and infant loss and then end up getting a divorce yeah because that, it's it's hard and you you guys because you're both experiencing a loss and you're you are coming at it in a different light i mean like women are different than dudes yeah i mean i would just anticipate i guess like and again i 100 percent agree with that statistic or the, it is it's uh i think it might be as high as 70 percent andy it's it's really high it's something like that yeah um i i, I think it seems a little counterintuitive though because you would i would think like oh you've both gone through this hard thing together and you working through it together is gonna you know what i'm saying like that's you like oh that's gonna if, bring you closer together if, if you let it yeah because i because if you if you don't mm -hmm. and you're i mean the hard thing for me and this is where it was 
you know really hard for me is i'm expected i mean i'm not not i don't want to say expected like there's no like external gotcha that's like yep. hey you need to do this but i was expected to take care of my wife's emotions mm-hmm. and and support her my kids and all three of my kids dealt with it differently um they're you know they they each had their own stage of grief. Everyone deals with grief differently. Right. Like, there's no right way or wrong way to deal right. with grief. And and so each of my three kids had a different response to that. And and so I, I have these four people that I'm trying to take care of as well as myself. Mm-hmm. And so it's it, what you're saying is you think you're experiencing the same thing, but you're experiencing it different because you're experiencing grief different. Yep. And then you're also trying to support those people too. So I found for me a lot of times I would just prefer to be alone when I was dealing with some of the stuff just because I could get it out and cry and I felt okay about crying when I'm alone, you know? Yeah. And, and so like one of the things that we did is we, we, I mean, we purposely, you have to do things on purpose and, and so you, we would purposely, well, I don't even know if it, I mean, it was on purpose, but, but we would, kind of support each other. It's like it seemed when one of us was down, the other one was up and when one was up, the other one was down. And so that we could support ourselves. And when I needed to cry, like Julie was there for me. She, you know, supported me and, and, and did that. So that's, I think that is one of the reasons that we definitely made it through it. Uh, we were working on our relationship and we were, we were purposeful. We knew the statistics. Yeah. We knew we yeah. knew that you have to. You were not naive, right? It's it's something that change. I mean, you get changed when you lose a child. Um, yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm a definitely not the same person I was in 2014. That's yeah, and and I can say I I think for the better, ultimately. Um, I hope so. Yeah. No. I gosh. Well, we all hope that we're better than we were seven years ago. Uh, so, you know, I it was with each year that with each with each year that has passed. Um, I feel like the the memory of all of it is still is, like is strong. I'm I'm I, I, things have not gotten from my from my perspective things have not gotten fuzzy think that what is what was important about that loss and and the things surrounding it are i think are remembered well um but you are as each year passes the are you are you healed more like is there just another is there more healing that sure occurs? i i think I think so. I mean, I think that one of the things that I think has helped that with our family is that we've included her in a lot of stuff. Um, you know, we say her name a lot. And that's one thing that I would encourage you to do. If you know somebody who has gone through pregnancy and infant loss, say their baby's name. It's not like they don't know it happened. Uh, it's not like you're saying their name is going to hurt them anymore it's good to know that somebody else remembers your daughter. It's somebody else. It's nice that I know that you remember Macy, right? That, that you count her life as one of my children. Just like if you were talking about Eli, Patty, you know, Micah, Reagan, like uh, it's to me, I know that you, that you're counting that as, as a life, right? Not just something that happened, an event in our, in our family. So if you, know somebody definitely support them by saying their baby's name uh they will appreciate that and so i think that that's one of the things that we did is is you know we've included we've said her name lots in fact hattie who is our our fifth child that comes after macy talks about her like she's here you know talks about macy and so that that's one of the things that you know we've included her we've when we've done family pictures we've taken a you know a picture the picture that we've had in the hospital Mm -hmm. um and that's one thing I think that I would say too is if you can get pictures. Yep. Uh, most because most people and the people that I've walked with after your guys' situation have I think have, have felt hesitant to do that. Like there, it, it was one of our the best decisions. Yeah, and, and like yep. And Brian, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I appreciate you taking those pictures. I know that was hard for you. 
Um, and I appreciate you you doing that because for for us, that's all we have of her. Right. But it's massively helpful for the healing process. Oh, huge. Our, her picture still uh, still hits hangs on our wall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with our family, with yep. our kids. Um, and and we have a, a in one of our cupboards, we have each kid's baby picture and hers is right in the line there. Yeah. And I think that that, that even though it's, it may seem weird if you've never been involved in pregnancy and infant loss, it's one of the best things that we did because it allows us to go. I remember her. I remember what she looks like. And yes, those pictures sometimes do cause pain. Like yeah. I I have a handful of pictures that I took on my phone while we were in the hospital. And mm-hmm. a lot of times I look on those in sadness just because, yeah. but, but they were so good to go back and see and, you know, remind myself, oh, this wasn't just a dream. This wasn't yeah. like she was a real, yeah. a real person. Yep. I, I have heard some people lament over time uh, it, and this is for various loved ones that have lost or whatever, but like when, when the memory starts to fade of what they look of, what they looked mm-hmm. like or things mm-hmm. like that, 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 that of itself is a separate, a separate loss is a, a feeling of that, that that memory is kind of escaping you. And so to be able to capture it and, and it helped like, that was the thing, like by you being intentional, like by those photos happening, by having someone do that, by you, putting them in an album, having them in a central place, having them hanging up on your wall. It's like you don't hide from that's what I have appreciated about you guys. Like you're not hiding from any of it. And I think to the outside perspective, and some of you might be thinking like this is this like they've if I can just be kind of blunt, like they have a picture of a of a of a A dead dead baby baby up on their wall, Um, which I should say the, the photos are all they're they're just so well done and brian did a did a a great job but like if if you just if you told somebody that right like we have a we have a picture of a dead child up you know uh, you know on our wall that can sound kind of but it's it's just uh it's not it's it's just something very beautiful and sacred about it and the fact that you guys pressed in so intentionally in that i i think is a big part of the healing i mean it really is part of the healing process it's 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 part of the reason that you and julie are still married Mm -hmm. it's part of the reason that your kids have walked through that loss as well as they have and can speak about it in i think in appropriate terms and they they you know as best they can at their age of you know have walked through it dealt with it understood it um and then it's also just helped a lot of other people. I mean, I mean, our family included just like, oh, like, well, because, because here's the thing in the West in particular, we don't like talking about death in general. No, we don't like death. We don't, we, we do everything we can to fight it off. We do everything because either we have, we're, either, <laughs> we're either terrified of what happens after death. That's, which is a whole other, that's a whole other episode <laughs> uh, or, you know, or, um, we have such a youth culture that the, this whole like gotta wanna, stay young, gotta stay young and live forever kind of thing. And I just, I'm just like, mm, there is a real art. Uh, there's a real art to, to walking through death and death and walking through grief and to understand it as it, what it is and to take the learning, the learning experiences that are offered by it. But yeah, the, the, I, I just think you guys have, I just been a real example of what it looks like to thrive post loss. Um, because I don't, I don't, there's some people that just never, you, you've never gotten over it. Quote unquote. It's not the, your goal is not to get over it. Uh, but your goal is to, well, I, what would you say your goal is? But without me trying to put words in your mouth, like what like what is like your what goal? Our, yeah, like was our goal in the whole thing? Yeah, like or and and even now, maybe it's you couldn't have identified it at the time, but like now, it's like when you say our goal as a family living with this loss is to is to what? I think our goal as a family is to help others who have gone through it. Yep. Um, it's 
definitely not something easy. Um, and I don't want to say that I cherish the experience, but I cherish the experience that we've had because we have been able to walk through people who have had walk with people who have experienced the same thing. And while every loss is different, we know in general terms how they're feeling. I mean, I can't say that I know exactly how you're feeling because I don't, I'm not you, but I know what it's like to lose a child. And so I think that our goal is to, I mean, first glorify God with it, with it all. Right. But I think that the other goal is to walk with people who have experienced that loss. And you, you and Julie have both said that you feel like your guys' experience was was an exceptional one because you had people ar- like that came yes. running in around you. Yes. And many times for folks in that same situation, that is not the case. Right. Well, and I think people, because of the fact people just don't know what to do with death, they're scared of not knowing what to say saying the wrong thing and so people just kind of run run from it and don't come around and that feels so cold yeah to those experiencing that so one of the things that I would say if you have friends going through it again just be there and be real yeah like be there for the person Um, and, and going back to like a previous point I think one of the things that has helped us through it also is again, knowing, you know, we, we have a faith in Jesus Christ. And I think that that has extremely helped our family. We know that one day we'll, that we know where Macy's at, right? We know where she's at. She's doing fine. Right. In fact, like I long for that day, right? Like heaven before that, it's like, yes, I'm excited to go be with Jesus, but like heaven has a whole new meaning for me. Yeah. Now. Interesting. Yeah, and you know, I'm. Uh, I just, I, I've said, I've said this elsewhere, in in some larger, larger public gatherings when talking about um, your guys's loss and kind of and just the things I've learned from it. Um, but the ministry i and i and i'm going to i feel like i'm going to use the wrong words no matter what the min, the ministry that your guys loss has has brought about has enabled has given power to i you know I, wh- however you best would say it um is just a i mean that's a, a massive display of god's grace and goodness and all of it but like it, you know that that's that's the other thing about about I think a good sign of healthy grief is like you're you're given an opportunity to help others and you were in such a place that you could actually step into that role with a sense of with a sense of joy yes um yeah in in, in a in a yeah in a sense of calling I I think and so you know, Andy, that's led Julie to starting uh, the chapter for Northern Indiana of Hope Mommies, which has been a whole other wild ride <laughs> in of itself. Yeah, yeah. so well, we can talk about that. So we, we, Julie found out about this ministry called Hope Mommies. They're out of Texas is where they started at. And they... And, and just to say, your wife was looking for a support group. Yeah. She was looking for something. And there were like not a lot of great options, particularly that were, were faith folk were faith focused. Right? right, right. And so she found this uh, ministry hope mommies. They were having their annual retreat in Texas in like a week or two weeks from when she found it. And we ended up taking a family trip and uh, <laughs> she went to the retreat and I took the kids in uh, to a weird Texas. A weird, zoo. Oh man. Okay. That's a whole other. It's episode like too. pre tiger King, by the way, because uh, now when I see tiger King, that's what you think. I, of. I, that's what I think of. Yeah. Yes. So uh-huh. if you don't want to know the zoo, it was kind of like tiger King. I mean, it wasn't that <laughs> zoo, but it was like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she went to the retreat and then ended up applying for and starting uh, the chapter here in Northern Indiana because there was no 
I think when she started, there was no chapters outside of Texas. Correct. I'm and almost so was, and so. Right. Yeah. yeah. So she was like the first like, <laughs> let's take this out of Texas pioneer. Yeah. And and so what they do is they do several different things. Um, they do support groups for women locally, like monthly meetups and gatherings um, to allow the women to just hang out, do things, talk about their babies things like that. Then they also do what they call hope boxes. And what a hope box is, is it's just a general, it's, it's, a, it's a shoe box or something the size of a shoe box, a photo box um, that has general pampered items in it. Um, some lotion, some tea, um, some comfort items. It has um, some reading things to read uh, about grief. Um, it has a Bible in it. It's just something that, that women can get when they're experiencing this loss and to give them a little bit of something to know somebody is caring and thinking right. about them. And so right. each the boxes um, are put together by the local chapter and they're distributed throughout the area. Um, they're, you know, in a lot of our hospitals uh, and, and midwife places, midwifery places. Uh, and so that way, when, when people know of a, a loss, they, you know, they can get one of these or, you can request one too. Um, so people, a lot of times have contacted directly the chapter and said, Hey, I know of this person who's going through a loss. Can you send them a box? And so um, that's all done by donations. Each box is like costs like 50 bucks to, to send out or to, to put together. But it's just, <clears throat> excuse me. It's just a way for women experiencing loss to know somebody else is caring for it. Somebody else has gone through this. So yeah. those are the, the general, idea of what hope mommies does um it's a great organization um i would say if you're listening and you're a dude um and your wife or somebody that you know is going through a loss uh look up hopemommies.org because uh, it's a great organization for them to get involved with yeah and and you know the ministry that's been done out of that the the northern indiana chapter is in the unique position of uh well, you've got a lot of ground to cover. You're yeah. you're the radius that 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 organization is covering as far as the hospitals and doctors' it's a offices. It's a lot. I mean, a it's lot. it's all northern Indiana. It's Fort Wayne. It's southern Michigan. Yep. It's yeah, all that. Um, and like right now here at Clinton Frame, we are uh, in the process of selling. We did this whole we did this whole effort because we wanted as a church. We're like we absolutely want to support what's going on in this. And so right now we're selling all of our all of our cookbooks. Yes, all these cookbooks, y- y'all. I just there's some good if some you've good. never seen a good Mennonite uh, cookbook uh, <laughs> feast your eyes my goodness yeah yes it's 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 delicious um, but you know there's all different kinds of ways that funds can be raised fundraisers can be had to um, to help put, do these hope box they do whole box parties where they yep. get a bunch of people together and uh, yeah youth ministries, young adult ministries, Bible studies, all different groups of people that can be like, Hey, we just want to sponsor, you know, boxes, boxes yep. and, and, and do that. And that's uh that's a totally awesome. And they thing would to definitely do. appreciate that because they, their, their need is so great in this. And it's again, one of those things that I didn't realize was so yeah vast until I was yeah. part of this, you know, subculture here that right. uh, exists that, no one really wants to be a part of right the yeah the club that no one wants to get invited to right yeah and so like the the need is vast um and so yeah if you you want to contact um that their contact information will be in the show notes awesome so yeah here we are andy all this this time going on it'll be seven years in april and um you know, there is, uh, well, we believe that joy comes in the morning. Um, I've been learning a lot about joy recently. It's it, in youth ministry circles. It, we're talking a lot about joy uh, these days because um, we're, we're, we as, we as church leaders are realizing that we don't equip people with joy all the time. Right. Uh, but that joy is like, it, it's kind of the point like not to be happy but to be joyful, joyful right and um and so i just i see a lot of joy coming out of this i see you know the experience that i've had um is you know i've 
emceed a couple of the the fundraising events and uh the folks that are there they've been through a lot but like there is there's something right. special to walking through that 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 fire and yeah. and what it and what it what it can do again what it can do if you press in and and pursue some healthy healthy avenues right what it can produce in your life yeah um it can drive you a lot of a lot of darkness and a lot of bad places, but it can also boy oh boy it can also open up a lot of new things for you. So, um, yeah, I would I would just say again for any uh, anybody that's uh, that are friends, family members, whatever, walking alongside um, somebody who's gone through a loss. Uh, and yeah. I, I want to extend the invitation to you, like if you're a dude who is going through this now or has gone through it or know somebody like reach out to me i would love to get together with you i'd uh, love to do a zoom call with you and just hang out with you talk with you uh you can shoot me an email andy at dudes and dads podcast and and like i said i i would love to, to talk with you and just provide some support for you because i've gone through it and i may not know your exact situation but i do know what it's like to lot to lose a child uh, andy as always, man, I appreciate talking about this. Yeah. And uh, we, yep, we uh, will provide all the helpful links, as Andy said, uh, in our show notes. Um, if you have gone through or know someone who's gone through, I mean, there's been times before I've I, I've been just come aware of someone who's recently lost a kid, and I just get on the phone with Julie, and you know, here's their name and address yeah. and contact information. And we can get them a whole box there. You know, it might be something simple like that, that just helps begin the the healing journey for someone. So, um, yep. Use the resources available. Don't, don't, uh, don't hesitate to uh, reach out. It's, uh, it's a good thing. So thanks, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm glad to talk about it because for me, it's healing to talk about, about Macy. I love talking about her and my experience. Cause again, I, I don't want her, life to be in vain and so for me to get a, cha- a chance to talk about it is is amazing i love i love any opportunity i get the chance to do that yeah so. i i love it too man i'm uh, i'm grateful for it so guys it's been real it's been fun it's yeah so you can see the show notes for this at dudes and dads podcast.com all of our episodes are there uh like and subscribe if you have your favorite podcatcher whether it be something on apple or android or whatever it is wherever you get your podcast subscribe so you get this every single time that we put out an episode yeah and if you know what if if you haven't whether it's youtube or instagram or anything like that if you have not followed us liked us whatever do it right and and reach out to us we love hearing from our listeners we do we do dudes and dads podcast at gmail.com is a great way to get a hold of us so guys Thanks so much for tuning in. Hope you're all having a fantastic week. And until next time, grace grace and and peace. peace.